Well, hello everyone, and welcome to Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So, we've come to the end of February, which is Earth Magic Month, and it has been really a lot of fun. Now, I know that we didn't get a whole lot of information because this is all kind of designed to just give a little bit of an introduction, a little bit of a smattering. Now, if there's anything over any of the months, any topic that you would like more information on, then you can contact me and I'll be happy to answer any questions or give you some guidance as to where you could go for answers. But the whole point of this is just, it's it's about that introduction. It's about the idea. It's about getting concepts that maybe will help you figure out if there's a particular area that you're interested in. Um, so I wanted to keep it just to one month per topic. But like I said, I'm, I'm always happy to review and go back over things because a lot of this work overlaps. So there'll be stuff that will be brought up later and, you know, that that will be covered under this. So um, don't worry, this isn't all there is. It's just um, all that it is that we're going to present just to give you that taste. So um, just kind of culminating uh, the idea of some of the stuff, the aspects of working with earth magic. And, you know, each person is going to have their own relationship with the natural world in the same way that, you know, some people have certain types of animal totems and other people have different ones. So it's an idea that, you know, this is your unique relationship. So getting out in nature, being able to interact with it in a way that will allow you to, to connect with those things, you know, whether it is, you know, maybe it's specific to the ocean, maybe it's specific to the woods, maybe it's specific to the mountains or to the deserts, um, you know, whatever it is that calls to you in nature and in the natural world, that's what you go for. That's because that's going to be the easiest one for you to start off getting a relationship with. And we talked about uh, spirits, earth spirits and woodland spirits and, you know, all of those aspects, those magical aspects to the natural world that kind of are always a little bit hidden, but are actually there if you know how to look for them. And being able to connect with that, being able to say, um, you know, find that quiet spot and that quiet space for you to be able to actually, you know, start building kind of a relationship. If you have a particular area, I mean, even if it's a garden, your garden has spirits and, you know, you just kind of have to sit and be quiet with it and they will make themselves known. And it is, you know, a lot of people have a lot of difficulty with this idea that there are little magical fairy people that are out there in the woods or, or whatever. And, and if that's something that doesn't resonate with you, okay, that's not a problem. You know, just understand that there's a lot more in the world than what we see, than what we perceive than what we, you know, can put in a box and label. It is, it's an amazing world out there. And once you start getting to the point where you can actually 
interact with it and you start seeing and feeling for yourself what that is like to resonate with that, then it, you start being able to open up your, your, your scope a little bit into a much wider and amazing and magical world because it, it's there. It's there all the time. It's just, we don't always see it. We don't always hear it. For me, you know, the natural world is tremendously special and I have had some very amazing experiences with it. You know, going to the Amazon and spending time there and, and feeling that that form of earth energy with the lush rainforests and the, the intensity of it and, and truly how, you know, life and death just sit right next to each other. You know, if you're not careful, you know, it, it can go very badly. And being able to hold that respect for the natural, those aspects of the natural world that, you know, are not going to be gentle if they don't have to. So making sure that you're safe, making sure that your experience in the natural world expresses your respect for it. And, you know, it can be even just, you know, going to a local park, going to, you know, you don't have to go across the world. I was very blessed to be able to have the opportunity, you know, to go to the Amazon and, and to go to Central America and to go to Africa and, you know, experience England. You know, each one of those places had a different energy in their natural world. And, you know, being able to interact with that. Now, like I said, you don't have to go across the planet. You can be able to, you know, just sit in a park, sit in your own garden, just someplace where you can be quiet in nature. And, you know, and yes, you go to a park and there are kids playing. Well, that's okay. You know, that's just kind of find a little quiet niche for yourself and accept that children playing is one of the most wonderful things in this world to listen to children play because they are connected to things. Young children are connected to a lot. And it's as they grow older, as we all grow older, and we reach those points where, you know, we start getting bogged down by, well, we've got to, you know, be in the reality and we've got to, you know, we can't imagine you know, we, we have to surrender our imagination because, you know, well, when you're big and when you've got responsibilities, you know, you don't have any room for imagination in your life. And I find that exceedingly sad. And it took me a long time to find my imagination again. And once you do, once you can imagine the possibilities, what would it be like to be an eagle soaring and looking down? you know, at the world, you know, what would it be like, you know, to be a whale or, or a dolphin, you know, underneath the sea, you know, swimming around, you know, what would it be like? And that's the first step. That's how we start to get that relationship. What would it be like? What would it be like to be a squirrel sitting on a tree branch? You know, or, you know, or what would it be like to be a cat staring at something that it's trying to decide whether or not it can make its prey? 
you know, cats are amazing because there is that part of them that is never quite domesticated. And if you have a cat or you know someone with a cat, spend time watching how that cat moves, how it works in its natural world. And, you know, by observing animals, it's a way to be able to start to connect with them because you watch them, but not as, as you know, you, you try to step out of your, your box of humanity and actually envision what it would be like to look out through that animal's eyes. And the more you do that, and it is a form of a meditation, and the more you do that, the more you're able to feel that energy and feel that resonance with the natural world. And that is a crucial part of working with earth magic. It's to become a part of it. It's not about, you know, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, Earth magic is not about telling the earth or anything in the earth what to do. It's not about, you know, demanding that weather patterns change just because, you know, you want your picnic to go well. If anything, it's about accepting that we are a part of the natural world. And yes, you can put in a request. You can feel as to whether or not something is is something that can happen. Yes, is energy, is the weather something that can be worked with? Yeah. But the thing is, in the natural world, you don't have to. Yeah, I don't ask for nature to change to accommodate me. I ask for the patience and the willingness to allow myself to work within nature, to accept what happens in nature. And, and a big part of it is balance. And I talk about balance a lot, and I have talked about balance a lot. And there is no greater teacher of balance and being present and being in the moment and being still and being a part of everything, you know, as nature. Nature teaches all of those things if we can quiet ourselves enough to be able to listen, if we can quiet ourselves enough to be able to learn. And being out in nature allows us to observe and to emulate. You know, when, when I mean, even if it's just your cat, you know, staring at a bird that it wants to catch, you know, how long will that cat stay motionless? It will stay as motionless as it needs to. It moves only when it needs to. And, you know, it's when we're able to observe that stillness, that acceptance. Nature always seeks to rebalance itself. And when we can go into that place where it's not so much about what we want, but about what will give us balance. And... It has helped me. My work with earth magic has helped me so much because in learning about balance, it helps me in dealing with other people. It helps me in dealing in stressful situations. I mean, yes, you know, I still get stressed. Everybody gets stressed. None of these works are going to take stress away from you or, you know, make it so that, you know, you stay totally and perfectly zen when bad things happen. Bad things are going to happen and they're going to be upsetting. 
and frustrating and, and whatever. But the thing is, it's not about going there. It's that you don't pitch a tent and start camping out there. We go into anger. And the thing is, is that we come back into correction. It's, it's like a pendulum swinging back and forth. Ultimately, it'll reach that place right in the middle and become still. But yeah, we're still going to swing off in directions. And when we look at, you know, the natural world and the changing of seasons and, you know, watching a river flow and or, you know, watching a rainstorm or sitting by the ocean and, you know, experiencing watching the tide go in and out as it's always done. It doesn't care what's going on. It doesn't care about, you know, sociology or, or anything else that can aggravate us. It just does what it does because, you know, that's it. It's about balance. It's about being in harmony with yourself. Every aspect of nature that is outside of your body is inside of your body. There's flora. There is, you know, there, there's living things. There's bacteria and, and there's all kinds of organisms that are inside your body constantly working. And your body is constantly in a state of working towards homeostasis, of working towards that balance point. And as long as we can flow with it rather than fight it, rather than, you know, it's like, well, no, you know, it, it, I don't want life to be this way. So therefore it's not going to, and I'm going to fight it, which, you know, Hey, there's some things that you do want to fight. There's some things that, you know, you can go at and say, okay, you know, I'm going to make a change here. And there's that balanced with, you know what? Sometimes you just got to accept it. You just have to accept that the world is not going to be the way you want. And nature teaches us that because nature deals with us. Nature deals with, you know, people throwing trash out car windows and or, or overfishing or, um, you know, or pollution, whatever. Nature has dealt with all of this in a, a very kind way overall. And, you know, that changing the, the global climate patterns and, and things like that. Yes, there's a lot that nature has adapted to regarding us. And while there are definite debates as to exactly how long nature is willing to or able to accommodate us, which is why it's that much more important for us to learn to accommodate it, for us to learn to hear it, to listen to it. And if you're watching this, you already have that. That's already a part of you, that ability to hear and to listen and to stop wanting to change the world to accommodate us and to be able to accommodate it. Now, I live up in the mountains and I love it. I love it, love it, love it so, so much because, you know, I mean, and yes, occasionally my dog has gotten skunked only because he honestly thinks that they're cats and he loves cats and he can't figure out why the black cat with the white stripe doesn't like him so much. But 
You know, when I walk up there and yes, we do have mountain lions that are up in our area. We've got coyote. Um, there are aspects, you know, sometimes it floods, sometimes, you know, it, it mudslides and rock slides and things like that. And people say, well, how could you possibly live in an area where that kind of stuff can happen? And my feeling is, how could I not? I feel so wonderful. I mean, it takes me an hour to drive home from where my office is. It feels so wonderful on that drive that I, I, it's hard to, to put into words that when I start getting up into the roads and I start, you know, where it's like nothing but the trees and I can just feel everything, all the tension and all the stress just kind of slide away from me because I am in nature and it's coming home is very much like coming home to the natural world where I get up at the mo in the morning, you know, usually at about six, I mean, if it's not pouring rain and it's just as the sun is coming up, it's first light. And I take my dog and we walk for like two miles out among the trees on an old road that almost, you know, that very few people use. And it's so grounding. And, and that's also something that's very important. If you want to learn to ground, go to nature, interact with nature, because nature teaches us to be still. It teaches us to be calm. It teaches us to adapt and to embrace and to surrender. You know, if, if there's a raging storm and all the roads are closed, I have to surrender to it. I'm not going to go out there in my car and try to, you know, drive past something. I understand that, okay, that's a day that, you know, if I have patients scheduled, I have to call them up and let them know that I can. And then I just sit with it. And sometimes that can be really tough, but it's worth learning. And for anybody who is studying any sort of, you know, spirituality and spiritual work, and especially those who are interested in earth magic, stillness is key. Stillness is what allows us to tap into all of those things that are hidden, all of those things in the natural world, being able to connect with animals in, in a much deeper way, being able to connect with stones and plants, being able to be a part of it as opposed to looking in from the outside. And, you know, of all the works that I do, the works that I do with Earth Magic are re truly among my absolute favorite. That's where I go to rejuvenate myself. That's where I go to heal myself. That's where I go when I need help to let things go and let things be. You know, they do what I can that I need to do, do my part. But then for the stuff that I cannot change or alter that are weighing on me, when I go to the natural world, when I go to that place of the forest and the trees, you know, that's where I'm able to just let it just fall away. And people often ask me, 
how is it that I do as much as I do? Because there, there's a lot of stuff that I do. I mean, you know, I'm a, a chiropractor. I also am the president of a church. I work with people a lot. I do a lot of counseling. I do a lot of energetic work with people. I go and visit the sick in hospitals. You know, all of those things. And the reason that I can do it is because of earth magic. It's because of the ability to connect to the natural world. Because I can just feel all of those tensions and all that hard stuff just kind of fade away when I'm there and I'm present and I'm in the moment. And I'm just a part of it. Also going out at night and looking out at the night sky and feeling a part of, because that's a part of the natural world too. You know, in some traditions it's called the star nation. And you just be. And if there's anything that it, nature can share with us, it's how to just be. And when we learn to just be, then we can learn to just be with other people. We can learn to just be with that person who is aggravating you. Rather than going into that, you know, that anger cycle, you become the river. You know, just like, just flow. And the energy moves. You know, you connect with the river stone that doesn't let anything attached to it. It just lets things go. Maybe a little bit of moss, but that's okay. So learning to deal with nature helps us to deal with other people. And it takes practice and it takes work. And it takes a willingness to become a part of nature and not be separate. Yes, it takes maybe just for a little bit surrendering a little bit of humanity. Just the part that keeps us separate. The part that forgot how to tell that the season was changing without a calendar. The part of us that could realize, you know, which plants would be helpful and, you know, maybe for medicinal purposes. The part of us that can sit and feel cleansed by just going into a river and letting the water flow past. The part of us that can sit quietly and imagine what it's like to be an eagle, looking down on the land, or even a squirrel, or, you know, to watch a, a bunch of ants do their work. These are all things that help us to find our balance point, to help us find that eye of the storm when we're going through a lot, to find that one little spot that we can call our center and to be able to go there and breathe, even though all that other stuff is going on around us. So, so get out in nature. Learn your earth magic because your earth magic is different from anybody else's, including mine. You have your own special relationship. Go out and find it. Because what you will learn and what you will gain by becoming a student of the natural world is just beyond price. Because it will help you in every situation that you could possibly have. And yeah, there is the more magical kind of cool stuff that you can do.
but that you'll learn because nature will teach it to you. So enjoy yourself because you are a part of the natural world. We're not separate. And the more connected you become to it, the more magic you get to experience. So thank you for joining me. And uh, we will be starting off with a brand new topic next month for the month of March. Um, I'm still kind of figuring out which I've, I've got two different topics. I'm trying to decide which one should precede the other. So next week uh, we will have a new topic and I hope you're enjoying these. If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to contact me. You can reach me through uh, my YouTube or well, you can reach me through the YouTube comments because I, I do check the comments and through this episode, I've been in the comments, you know, responding back uh, for the premiere episode. So the very first time it airs, which is every Thursday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm in the comments. Uh, after that, if you're watching the episode, just leave a comment and I will check and I will respond. You can also reach me through my Facebook group, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. Uh, for those of you who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, please check out the YouTube page so you can actually see as I'm talking. And uh, if you like what you see on the YouTube page, uh, please uh, like it. You can subscribe and hit notifications so you'll be notified whenever it's going, whenever an episode is coming up. And you can share a video if you feel it's of value to someone. You can also support me on a slightly higher level by becoming a sponsor. And my link to the link to the my Patreon account is in the description. You can also reach me through Twitter, and that is also in the description. So I thank you for sharing this journey with me, for, you know, your attention and your interest. If there's a topic that you would like me to cover, uh, please send me a message and I will, if I have the information to be able to cover it, I will. If I don't, then I'll find out who does and I can connect you to them. So until next time. And as always, I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you. Bye.